Yo. What's up? <laughs> Dude, <laughs> sometimes I be getting way too close into this microphone cover and it stinks. Yeah. <laughs> this is episode 13. Of is it? W- yeah. Is it? That's tough. I have no fucking idea. Yeah. This is episode 13. It's an episode. Yeah, it is an episode. I may be I may be wrong, but this is episode thirteen. Episode thirteen of Wear Up Podcast. I'm your host, Dom. I'm Ro. I'm Steph. And you're tuned in to Wear Up Podcast. Yeah, yeah. Yes, this is <laughs> this is episode thirteen. <laughs> so, uh, definitely follow us. Follow us on Instagram and right Wear Up Podcast. Do it. Appreciate all the new listeners. Pause this right now. Open Instagram. Go to Wear Up Podcast on instagram follow the podcast on instagram then click on all of our bio click on all the links in the bios for us follow each one of us then exit out of instagram then come back into whatever app you're listening to the podcast on and click play it's that simple yes follow us and if Share. you unfollow us i will unfollow you <laughs> it's simple no ropey keeping up with it bro she really does yeah uh definitely thank you all that's tuning in and supporting the podcast the way you do we do appreciate the love and support definitely uh how's how's your week going last time we recorded recorded at my crib now we're back at our familiar territory i I left your house crying why because my tooth hurts so fucking bad and i've cried every day this week because (laughs) my tooth has hurt so fucking bad gotta get that tooth. i went to the dentist i have an infection in my root canal (laughs) I'm on antibiotics. That's, that's a start. <laughs> it's a start, but it's just like, I just want these sh- shits done with, man. Yeah. Because I got now I got to go. That's an extra thing I got to do. I got to go get this root canal redone Yeah. so that I no it's longer have crappy. pain because I have a root canal failing. On top of that, I have to go get cleared by a doctor for the thyroid thing. And right. then I have to go to an oral surgeon and get my wisdom teeth taken out. Like. It's a fucking process. It's too much, man. Just get. Th- I don't want teeth anymore. Just take them out. I'll just eat mashed potatoes don't for the rest that. of my life. Don't say that. Because you dentures, be walk- man, are the way. Yeah. Well, yeah, they are. But no gum. None stash. of them rich people have real teeth. <laughs> <laughs> they, but they got money. That's true. Yeah. But you don't want to be broke. I don't need no teeth. teeth. <laughs> we, I got mashed potatoes. <laughs> it doesn't. You're like one step into the homeless world. You've no teeth. You're broke. You know. I wouldn't you say that's a lot accurate. Of lucrative things with no teeth, so. <laughs> you fucking. Oh yeah, and that means go back to our episode of Tasty Blacks. <laughs> Listen to Rose, a uh, very clear and descript way of doing that. Yes. Um, how, what's up with you, Ro? How's everything? Man, you know I, it's going. I'm excited. I just found out I'm like a lot of African. Speaking to the mic. I just found out I'm a lot of African. <laughs> yeah, that's the one thing we got to work yeah. on because Rose says the most genius things, but half the time you can't hear it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's because I don't like having this close to my mouth, but okay. you know. I can turn it up a bit. Uh, I perfect. got my 23andMe test back. How so was that? She's been so happy about it all day. I'm hella African. That's I'm good. going to the motherland. I'm, I'm eating African food all the rest of my life. I'm going to buy some dashikis because I always knew I was African anyways. Of course. <laughs> it's not of course, but <laughs> no, no. it's good to know where your ancestors. You know what's exactly. crazy, though? Stem from. Roast 10% European. It's only 10%, man. 10%. I mean, you can flex that 10%. She's 10% privileged. 
you know, that Karen, that that Karen, let me speak to your manager. <laughs> you got that in your back pocket. Just grow your bangs yeah. out. Yeah. <laughs> and you'll be fine. Just on one side. <laughs> spike up the back a little bit. You should just keep the keep the twenty three and me, like your description. Just keep it on you on all times. Yeah. Just make a car like you know how in the like, Joker. Oh yeah, I'm ten percent. Yeah, like yes. My m- So consider this now that you're pulling me over. Yes. I'm and I didn't do anything. <laughs> you know, just think about the punishment that you're gonna give me when you see that I'm ten percent. They don't give a fuck about that. They don't know. <laughs> throw, <laughs> throw throw the book at you. Oh <laughs> uh, shit. But that's dope though. I wanna do it, but it's just like damn. Do I, I wanna I do wanna, it, but I'm also scared to do it. I mean, why why would you be scared? Because what if I wanna commit some crimes later on in life? But oh. it tells you Where? about your health as well. Yeah, that's if also you're a the carrier thing that of anything. I know I'm a carrier of the sickle cell trait. Yeah, I. And then they tell you if you're predisposed to anything. I mean, all based off your DNA. It's pretty cool. Yeah, that's dope. A lot though. of reports. I think stuff like that you're able to kind of, especially for uh, minorities, you're able to trace your history and yeah. go back to where you originally came from so yeah. i think that's dope shout out to natalie too uh she did hers as well she's an askenazi jew yeah yeah she, i'm so proud of her she has uh i think she told me like six percent of african-american is like ghana if something like that yeah. overall I'm, she's like 11 point something because yeah. she has one from one area and then another from the other yeah it's super dope though it's super i'm moving dope. to nigeria hey yeah. i have a friend that was actually supposed to go to uh, uh africa this year but Rose also Asian, yeah, just a tiny bit though. Yeah, it's like one point nine percent or something like that. I might do that. I want to, but at the same time, I'm scared. I don't. I don't really necessarily want to know the things that I'm predisposed to. I'll just let that be what it is when the time. Well, you can do the hundred dollar one. I did the two hundred dollar one. That shit's expensive as fuck. Yeah, that's the part that's just coughing up that one hundred or two hundred. So check it out. Do do either one of you guys have a health savings account like <laughs> no yes oh uh, well i used to at my old job but i plan on switching over ne- at the top of next year all right well that pays for it oh wow so okay yeah. i might do- maybe I might i'll do, do it then uh, yeah if that if that's the case then i definitely jump into yeah. it uh my week is going well uh i found out that candy topia is here in phoenix candy topia have y'all heard of candy no, no. What is it's like an experience like this big ass warehouse but they're broken down in different rooms with like candy themes in each room and like it's super bright super centric kind of like the ice cream museum something like that okay yeah but it's based on candy candy yeah so i'm supposed to be going next week and then ooh, fun you take so yeah, I'm taking Zoe, but we need to accomplish going to the fair. My, I had plans on taking Zoe to the I fair concur. on Wednesday, but I have so much anticipation and so much, uh, I don't know, someone told me, I forgot the word, but I planned so much with a two-year-old, I expect so much. And uh, we went to. She's two. Yeah, we went to Target. She's we went like, to Dad, Taco I just want to go to sleep right now. I just oh, want to yeah. watch some she had Peppa melt- Pig, bro. She, she had a meltdown in the parking lot. She didn't want to get out the stroller to go in her car seat. She was like. That's me. Crying Every like day. completely. I had to take out the car seat. We walked so she can calm down. Then I had to like finesse her to go back in her car seat by offering her her snacks that I already prepared for the fair. <laughs> and. 
she ate all the chips and spilt it on majority of herself and then she fell asleep so i was like damn i'm gonna bust a yui and go back home so mm. i'm planning the, the the fair this upcoming week so <laughs> see that's my only thing the with challenge like, of <coughs> being being like planning some shit with yeah. a two-year-old it's just but like i feel like a lot of parents do that they try to overachieve yeah, with their child to yeah be. that's me i was like okay we're gonna Go stop here. Because, like, we so many parents here. are like, yo, we're going to take plans. these kids to that yeah. She was tired that she day. She was like, daddy, uh-uh. We only, you got one thing out of me today, and that's, like, go to the fair. A lot of parents are like that, though, because so many parents are like, let's take the kids to Disneyland. And they have, like, a two and a four-year-old. And it's like, they're not going to remember that. Maybe the four-year-old will remember yeah. it or enjoy it, at least. But the two-year-old's not going to enjoy it. Because half the time, mama's going to be waiting for dad to take the the four-year-old on all the rides and she's going to be watching the two-year-old because you can't take them on the rides like every time i've ever gone to disneyland that's the one thing like that is why i don't like disneyland i'm gonna be straight up honest i love children yeah. but the amount of children that are walking around disneyland who are also not being accommodated by their parents properly yeah. because their parents are also overwhelmed as fuck and not paying attention to these kids disneyland just ruins my day to be quite honest yeah i I think for me, like have Zoe's getting older, she's able to uh, move around a bit. That's the good thing. She's not like attached to my hip. Yeah. She's able to walk around, but I just have to like prepare better, make sure I'm doing what I'm supposed to do, and not like trying to add other things to our. But also, like, don't I? I read like somewhere where it was like a. There was an article a while back where it was like um, people were giving shit to millennials and like older people for going to Disneyland alone rather than like going with like children. Oh, no, that's your generation. Y'all think it's a whole vibe going to like Disney and getting a little mini mini or Mickey Mouse hat. But here's the thing. Why wouldn't you take advantage of that when it's just you when you can go with your friends and you can do it the way you want to do and not have to accommodate a child? You know why? Because there's a place that's better than Disney that adults can go to that don't have kids and it's called a strip club yeah <laughs> <laughs> i personally wouldn't <laughs> i i didn't know where you were going with that but i really I liked see, it this is this is the innocent ass bitch that i am i would sit here thinking like universal studios oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> we as grown adults take your ass to the strip club i mean i personally wouldn't choose disneyland as my first choice anyways if i wanted to do something theme park fun but like I I get why people go to Disneyland without children. My only concern is I one I don't have children. Two I don't want to be at Disneyland anyways. But everyone that I ever know fucking loves Disneyland and wants to go there. And it's just like the last time I was at Disneyland, there was a lady who was on her phone, just real up in her phone, not watching her son. And her son just walked away. And he was like no older than three. He was just walking away. Yeah. And I was just like, you you kid. He's just in a theme park now, all on his own. And, and that's for me. That's one of the things. It's going to public places where it's just a lot of people. Yeah. And I, you can't I, let her roam free. I I'm can't let her. I can't let Zoe no. run, roam free. But I also uh, going to Disney. I that's just like a kids theme but park. It's also like it's a kids theme park. But like, really, why are you going to go spend one hundred and fifty dollars for you to go to Disneyland? But then like one hundred and twenty dollars for your kid to go to Disneyland when your kid one probably can't enjoy it as much as they would want to or as much as you would want to. And two, like it, there's, you know, 
so much that has to be done in a day to successfully do Disneyland. The park the park opens at 8 a.m. and it closes at midnight. Yeah. That's so fucking long. Yeah. But there's so much to do at Disneyland. Because there's so many parks. There's like two or yeah. three parks. I went to the uh, zoo with Zoe this summer. Y'all know about that. And it was it was a mess. Not with her, but and just the zoo with the... And like a quarter of the size yeah, of Disneyland. And it was just a lot going on. I had a, uh, a stroller with me. I had a, her diaper bag with me. I had my book bag with Have me. Have you ever been to Disneyland? No, I don't want to go. Dude, I'm telling I you right now. I don't want that life. The first time you ever go to Disneyland and you see the stroller area at Disneyland, that shit is like, ugh. First off, y'all be leaving your stroller in this big area where nobody's watching them. It's just like That's how it was with the zoo. We got on Anybody the, could the see your stroller. Yeah, we got on the bus and they tell you to park your stroller. And then oh, just sit no. there. It's like 20, 30 uh, strollers. Imagine you center. leave your stroller and then some other bitch leaves her stroller, but she gets back before you get your stroller. And she's like, that stroller is a $400 stroller. Mine is a $40 stroller. I'm going to take that one. Yeah. You could honestly do that. Yeah, but you don't want to be that person that's just out here stealing Doing strollers. Yeah. Because <laughs> they're going to get you. There's <laughs> at least one <laughs> bitch out there that's oh, doing it. Yeah, they gonna, they, I'm going to make a day out of this. I'm going to go to Disneyland. Still strollers. Oh, yeah. I mean, I don't know. So, Zoe, it's like a preparation thing. I got to make sure that we get there to our destination. I My very first time, I've only ever been to Disneyland three times yeah in my lifetime my very first time i was nine years old and i feel like at nine that was a good age i could appreciate it for what it was i enjoyed myself i was able to get on all the rides my mom didn't have to take care of me like she was there she watched me but like it wasn't like a hold my hand kind of thing you right know? right like it was enjoyable for a nine-year-old but i feel like if your kid's like under six, I wouldn't recommend Disneyland. Oh, yeah, no, no, no. Disneyland is not in the. Uh, yeah, I went when I was like six, yeah. and I don't remember crap. It's about not it. something I plan to do with Zola in anytime soon. I just know far as like taking her out to places that are like socializing and like people are moving around. It's it's help her, but uh, going to the fair and then going to uh, Candytopia, then there's this open gym that they have. Have she you, she loves that. Have you gone to the Crayola thing? That's yeah, I already around? went there. Is that is that dope? Because I'm. Yeah, it's cool. It's cool. Like just for kids. Yeah, kids that's between like six and ten. Cool. But two year old, all she, she just she sees, yeah, she, she just sees colors. All she wanted was Lay's baked chips. <laughs> <laughs> that's all that she wanted. <laughs> uh, I took her there. I took her to an aquarium. Mm. Uh, I'm planning on taking her to Butterfly Wonderland. You know. I try to as as much make two to three field trips in a month for her. Like have this whole thing planned out. So, yeah. but this month is a little rough. Okay. Uh, but other than that, everything is cool. You know, I'm doing season three of Random Faces. I'm not leaving this podcast, y'all. By the way. Oh, we didn't. Yeah. Think was there so. speculation? Yeah. Yeah, you know, this is gang gang for the rest of my life. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> gang gang. Gang gang. So, uh, what else? Working on new releases for Sunday dinner. Cool, yeah. Uh, and I've been figuring out the next step for me as, a, a, I guess, a, like a businessman. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I plan on opening up a vegan donut shop, and I've been pursuing that lately. So I've been, like, practicing my recipe at home. And the Okay, vegan. you said recipe, so you only have one. No, recipes, multiple. Okay. Like, just trying, because me, okay. the texture... I love like glazed donuts from Krispy Kremes because mm-hmm. they're like soft, they're fluffy. Yes. You know, 
It's just something. It's a whole different know. ball game, you know. So I'm trying to. Trying My thing to, is if you can uh, if you can achieve like a raspberry filled donut from Krispy Kreme, dumb, you will have me for life. All right. Uh, because that is my favorite fucking donut from Krispy Kremes. Well, uh, I've been like working on that. So this, the name of the donut place is called Lazy Donuts. Cool. Okay. Cool. And uh, I'm excited about that. It's a new chapter. Is it going to be like L-A-Z-Y or is it going to be like Lazy Boy? <laughs> no, no. Hell, the Lazy Boy. I never really liked <laughs> the, the name of it, the way it looked. It looked lazy. <laughs> to be honest, with. but no, no, uh, lazy the original way. Okay. Um, so that's like something that's like I see myself in the next five years accomplishing, but it's going to be like a niche, like super limited all types invite of only. Yeah, type <laughs> stuff like the it's it's a whole thing. But I have this the whole thing in my plan. Oh, you know what? Out. I want to I want to tell this to the people who don't know what Dom is like at home because we recorded at Dom's house on, on Monday. <laughs> and let me tell you, me and Ro recorded that whole last episode. We talked for like 10, 15 minutes afterwards before both of us realized Dom ain't got no TV in his house. Yes, I don't have a TV. <laughs> I tend to read or I tend to work on like stuff that I got you going are on the in my life. Busiest man. Yeah. I don't understand how you find any time to sleep. I normally watch TV if I'm cook while I'm cooking on my phone, like watching Top Boy recently. Oh, so you just like prop the phone up somewhere? Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. So everything that I when I watch TV is like mobile. I feel like for me, like my only question is like, how the fuck you fall asleep? Because I fall asleep to the office every night. I get in my bed, I know I'm getting comfortable, and I'm gonna fall asleep within like an hour. So I set the office on and I put a 90 minute timer, and then I pass the fuck out. Now we have a playlist for Zoe on Spotify. Mm. It's like Zola goes go to sleep or something like that. <laughs> and like that shit gets me like ready to go to sleep when i hear the music i'm like oh shit, it's time to go to sleep but when she's not there with me uh i just kind of go to sleep mm. yeah i don't know i used to be like that where i keep office in the uh, background mm -hmm. and i fall asleep on the couch but now i'm like no nah, i i don't know tv is not something it's not a priority to me if that makes sense see that kind of makes me want to transition like when i move out and get my own place to only having a tv like in my living room and yeah. not relying on it in my bedroom because i feel like one i spend way too much fucking time in my bedroom so like maybe if i like keep keep my options smaller in my room then i can get out rose looking like i'm uh, rose like bitch i need a tv in the bathroom i need a tv in the laundry room i need I tv no everywhere TV, i don't have any games so. <laughs> she's like i gotta be connected two four seven yeah so i don't know it's super cozy for me like it makes me like horny and like focus on what i need to focus on i thought you said horny <laughs> did you hear that you see her mind is yeah Get your Ro knows where my mind is. I fucking made a penis-shaped fucking thing earlier. Wow. <laughs> With putty, guys. It was, it that's was a, real descriptive. That's a talent. It was real descriptive. <laughs> it was veiny. To, oh, wow. One ball was bigger than the other. Okay, so... <laughs> <laughs> the topic of today. What, what? So, I actually came very well prepared today because hey. I wanted to talk. So, our overall topic is going to be cancel culture but i wanted to speak upon a, a story you got a couple few key few stories before yeah we get into there the is a story topic. that i wanted to talk about before we get into cancel culture so i don't know if either of you saw it but this morning there was a an interview a snippet of an interview that's going to be in a documentary for harry and megan and um they basically like the interviewer asked megan markle like um his question to her was it's obviously very um 
he's obviously very concerned on protecting you and protecting you on what is what the matter of his mother went through and the area one has to tiptoe around through to get through and gently dude what the fuck did i write dom edit that the fuck out no no let it roll let it roll so basically the interview asked megan like harry has seen the things that his mother went through and he's protecting you from it um i don't feel like anybody's really ever asked you like how are you dealing with this in a in a mental health state and so megan replied back she got really emotional and she was just like no one's really ever asked me how i feel no one ever asked me if i'm okay right but um as a new mom as a woman who's just recently married and also going through this whole whirlwind of like she was an actress beforehand but and she had some sort of media attention surrounding her but as soon as it was like a Harry and Meghan thing, the media thing just became huge. Right. And so it's like every fucking day you hear something new about the royal family and Meghan Markle. So she got really emotional and she thanked him for asking uh, her if she was okay. Um, but I guess what I wanted to ask was, do you think that mental health when it comes to celebrities or people in the public eye is necessary to talk about or is it just kind of like a you're whining deal Nah, for me it definitely is something that you need to talk about mm. because you're talking about individuals some individuals that like let's say for example uh little nas x mm-hmm. yeah had one of the biggest songs if not the biggest song of 2019 yeah probably before he recorded that and released that and got the 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 lights and the eyes on him he was just a nobody Mm-hmm. You know, he was just a troller on social media, like his majority of his uh, age group generation. Right. Now that his he's on this platform, and he has this attention. Then you start to see the, you see the good, but also you see the bad of people saying, oh, this song sucks. Mm-hmm. Little Nas ain't shit. You're trash. Then you're dealing with all of these uh, things in your personal life, like him coming out and now people having an opinion about it. Right. And if, at first, like, you know, if you're in his circle or if you know him, you know who he is as a person. Definitely. But then you have to battle with the people that you see on social media. And I, it's it's not cool waking up to 10,000 comments like, eat a dick or you ain't shit. Yeah. 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 At some point, that has to place some type of uh, negative uh Put you in yeah energy into your life, where mm-hmm. now you kind of look at everyone different, you know. That's social media different. Exactly, I mean. exactly. So, and it changes your thought pattern. Kanye is another thing. Kanye is like a prime example of that. We seen him go on tangents and me- mental breakdowns on social media. But I also think like an aspect of social media has helped us like see the whole evolution of, of a person. Of course, but I feel like this is still a human being. Yeah. If this person is, uh, if this person is having a mental breakdown, or if this person is going through something, we gotta understand. Like, I know this person has money. They have the fame. They have the fortune. They're in a position where they can do more than a regular nine to fiver. Give that person the time to, you know, break. Like, have that time to themselves where they can actually uh, be a bet, be in a better position. Because you leaving, giving an, uh, I don't know, giving a, 
uh, someone like Kanye, the room where everyone is responding like, oh, he's not shit or he's this, that and the third. All he only sees is those negative comments. And then next, you know, he's reacting to it. And then it becomes uh, a media circus. Like when he said um, slave was a uh, slavery was a choice. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? All it took was that one. But see, thing. that's that's all that it was narrowed down to. One, the way that the media. All it was it took, and it and it actually turned into cancel culture. Yeah. Can't like let's cancel Kanye, even though if you actually broke down what he said and thought about it, uh, or even after just a while, took the time to watch the full interview, right? Yeah. Then you get it. But it's it's what people these because again the light is on you now. Every word that you say, every word that you, everything that you do. You have that light on you. So if you make one mistake, that's the only thing. Chris Brown, for example, the Rihanna thing. People are still bringing that up to this To this, this day, very day. You know, and he has to live with that. You know, same thing with Bobby Brown. He has to live with that. But people don't understand, like, this person's a human. They made mistakes, and they have to live with that. But the, the mental part is the people don't see that. And the things that they go through impact the way they're perceived now because the Chris Brown thing. I know that in a previous episode we discussed, like, uh, for a pre for, for a small moment, uh, we discussed like if a fan broke into Chris Brown's house and like sat on his stairs and waited for him to come home, she could tell the police he held me hostage and raped me. And who are you more inclined to believe, the girl who said it or Chris Brown? One in the culture that we're in today, the victim is the first person you believe. But at the same time, you're also gonna believe the victim because of the fact that Chris Brown has a history with being violent to women. So it's like that kind of thing sticks around and it's it's pushed on them as well through social media. Demi Lovato, for example, last year or beginning of this year, she had, of, yeah. she had an overdose issue and she almost died. And so many people to this day, if you go through her fucking comments, fucking crackhead, heroin addict, you should have fucking killed yourself. Like all that kind of shit. Like the idea that a person can go through all of these mental issues and breakdowns and near-death experiences and half of the world is going to be on their side and be like glad you made it through keep pushing yourself it gets better and then the other half of the world is going to tell you to eat shit and fucking die like that's heavy but the reason i wanted to bring it up was because this morning it was a trending topic um the trending topic was we love you megan because a lot of um, postpartum moms and stuff were on yeah. online discussing like a lot of the time people don't take the time to recognize what a mother is going through after having a child but at the same time on such a grand scale and so um, I wanted to ask about it because she did seem to be going through it and I think with a lot of the stuff that's going on personally within their family and the way her father is and sells all of her information and stuff that's that's some pretty hard shit to go through it's it's I obviously I'm not a mother, but Cena, you know, she had Zoe and she had postpartum depression. Mm -hmm. And at first you like, okay, we just had this beautiful moment. Let's let's bask in it. Let's enjoy this moment. Yeah. Let's let this sink in. Let's enjoy it together. But the reality is like, oh shit, like this actual thing just came out of me. Uh, I'm not going to be the same. My health is not going to be the same. Mm -hmm. And I'm not gonna lie, y'all, as uh her being that being my significant other i i don't really understand that on my end you know i just look at it as like damn we need to celebrate this as a, yeah. as a family uh so at first it was definitely hard for me to accept that 
that Cena was having that, you know, postpartum depression. Uh, but once we went through that storm and she told me, you know, I did things to kind of get her back into her swing. Like I wrote this long thing on this, uh, this, this, this mirror for her, like telling her like she's the best, she's amazing, you know, you, you know, you're valuable yeah. to not only to me but to Zola and to yourself. And wrote down like goals for herself, letting her know like, hey, these are the things that I know you can't accomplish, mm-hmm. you know, because if she's around Zola all the time, 24-7, while I'm not home and I'm working and you're getting a crying baby and you feel like I lost my, so- my social life, my friends is not here, I don't have that support that I need. It's not even just that. Like, I feel like a lot of times when people talk about postpartum depression, they see it as this like detachment of just like, I lo- no longer want the role of a mother like this came too soon but that's not necessarily the case like you've just spent nine months building these hormones building this life within you and it's gone like that yeah so your body goes through such a change that it fucks with you ultimately but at the same time you're trying to push yourself like like any person who struggles with depression you try to push yourself out of the funk and it just further puts you into the funk yeah because you're sitting there and you're calculating all the f- all the things that are going around you and you're saying i just had this beautiful baby and i'm not appreciating this baby this baby yeah. cries and i want to fucking throw my head against the wall like yeah i should be enjoying this and basking in the fact that i'm a brand new mother and i have this beautiful family and all this is going on but you're putting yourself in the funk further into the funk because you're trying to analyze all of these things that you should be grateful for yeah. while also pushing away this bad shit yeah and i think there's no proper way on to fix this or to work on it i think it depends on who the person is uh so it's something that definitely needs to be shared and to be uh talked about more mm-hmm. but as far as like the comments and shit that does have a negative effect you know? yeah because like looking into it i i've never really followed the royal family in general but like when Megan and Harry became like a public couple and it was like, oh, we got a girl on our, on our team that's fucking with the royal family, you know? Because like everybody in the colored community was like, yes, let's get us a brown girl in that in that room, right. you know? Like Megan, she seems to be super sweet by how she's presented and everything like that and her and Harry seem to be very much in love but at the same time, like she's definitely taking some shit, man, because one side was like yo we got a brown girl in the royal family but the other side's like yo we got a fucking brown girl in the royal family we gotta we gotta fix that and me i just don't give a fuck i i care it's a big moment but it's just like we could be worried about other things we could that's the thing we should be worried about other things but like that's that's a lot of like that's a lot of pressure. One, you're on a global scale now. You've gone from being an actress that can live a day to day to being a part of the royal family. Yeah, but to me, it's um, people that tend to have something to say about someone's relationship, mm-hmm. especially if it's a, a interracial relationship. Yeah. You kind of see people's true colors when this shit comes out. Oh, it's, yeah. Especially for that. It speaks example. volumes about yeah, you. Yeah, especially for that example, for her to, you know, date a royal family. You, yeah. oh, my God. Mm-hmm. You know, they like, oh, I can't. Royal. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. you kind of see people's true colors. You know, and then I, they probably prepared for that as yeah. far as, like, we know that we're going to get this type of, yeah. this reaction, type of yeah. reaction. So I don't but, know. Uh, Megan hanging there. Hang, yeah, All for the sure. mothers hanging there. Y'all again, and to interviewers, man, ask some legit questions with some substance. Cause like, I feel like if you if you ever get to see the clip, 
her reaction to being asked that question was so powerful because it's just like 95% of the time you watch these celebrities go through these press junkets and what what was your favorite part about shooting this movie? Do you feel that you're like fucking every question that Chris Hemsworth gets is about his fucking workout routine. Ask some questions with some substance and you'll get some real shit out of people. But that's the thing. A lot of the new generation uh, social uh, personalities or these people that's doing these interviews, they don't really do the research. They ask fucking basic questions and they ask the juicy questions. Yeah. that's They don't really take that chance to challenge the conversation or the interview. So they no. just say, uh, so yeah, uh, Chris Brown, yeah, in 2008, you know, you were in a car with Rihanna. Because they wanted to find something hot to talk about at and that And then moment. you want this person to spaz out on camera and yeah. make sure you know Chris Brown is fucking trending. Dude, on, those are some Twitter. of my favorite videos to watch. You ever watch celebrities oh, yeah. freaking out videos? Yeah. Oh, those are great. The funny thing is they showed the video of him stumping out on what's what's old girl's name from Good Morning America or something. Uh, Robin something. Robin, uh... Mm. Not Robin the, Harris. Uh, the black chick. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Short hair. Robin uh, starts with a G. Oprah Winfrey's. Uh, that's Gail. Just just so y'all know, that's Gail. Her name is Gail. Her first no, name oh, is Gail. we're talking about somebody else. <laughs> I know who you're talking I about. I will know Gail for the rest of my yeah. life. Ro- I know who you're talking about, Robin. It, Robin something. Oh, yeah. But he interviewed with her. He blew up on them. You know what I'm saying? Toe up the back and everything. But the thing is, I watched another interview, and he said that before he went in the interview with her, he asked her not to ask him anything about that Rihanna situation. Right. And this is why I do not get mad when artists or entertainers, they don't do interviews because of the same thing. Uh, If you look at that, like Kendrick doesn't do interviews. Uh, Drake doesn't do interviews. J. Cole doesn't do interviews like Cardi that. B will no longer be doing Cardi interviews. Cardi B doesn't do interviews because these platforms don't really interview them. They are looking for the juicy thing where they can get a clip to post on their social media. It's yeah. crazy that we got to this point in the conversation because this was something I wanted to ask a couple of weeks ago and I forgot about it. Yeah. Cardi had posted a fucking crazy ass rant on Instagram <laughs> regarding uh, Access Hollywood, I think it was. And Joe Budden's podcast. Yeah. Basically stating that they they ripped apart uh, an interview that she did where they asked her like what's it what's it like being a a new mom and working and blah 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 and they basically cut it to where she was saying that um, culture called the nanny mommy uh-huh. and it just it makes her look like she's not there for her daughter that she doesn't care for her daughter and things like that so it was she she basically got real fucking heated like crazy he did which i understood because it was just like the way that the interview actually went along and how they cut it to make her seem like she wasn't a good mom was pretty fucked up but the passion behind the fact that like yo i i fucking miss out on a lot of opportunities because i have a daughter and it's not like like a bad thing like she's not stating it in like the the sacrifices aren't worth it but it's just like I'm a mom. At the end of the day, it's either be with my kid or do my fucking job. And my kid is my number one priority. And the fact that you're going to sit there, take what I stated fully in an interview, cut it up to make me seem like I'm a shit ass mom. Fuck you. So, but that's, this is where we at. They're going to spend some shit where they're going to get a reaction out of the, the artist or the entertainer. So Mm -hmm. these entertainers can respond and next year, you know, Oh my God. Uh, Cardi B's beefing with uh, Shade Room or the entertainment, or yeah. some, you know, shit like that. So, I don't know. That's why I don't know. I, I don't really find interviews too 
I like podcasts. Yeah. Podcast interviews. I feel like you can be real. You can be in honest. A podcast. You know, um, but regular interviews are just so fucking trash. Cause Especially they want to like talk TV about your interviews. past. They want to talk about your past. They want to talk about shit that doesn't really pertain to why you're here. I got right. a new album out. Yeah. Right. Let's talk about my new album. I don't want to talk about some shit that happened 10 years ago. Facts. <laughs> I'm not even that same. I, I commend a lot of these entertainers. Like, I would probably be spazzing out. So. So, the uh, topic of the interview, the interview with the podcast today is cancel culture. Cancel and uh, it's brought up culture. because Ro said she doesn't know who Gina Rodriguez is. I'm not sure if you do. I do. Gina um, is a, a virgin show on. Yeah, Jane is Jane the Virgin. Jane the Virgin. She plays Jane. Um, She's the main character. It looks familiar. The main act, the main actress. But anyways, this past week, uh, Gina Rodriguez posted a video of herself getting her makeup done by a team of people, and she was um, singing "Ready or Not" by the Fugees. No, 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 Fuji La. Okay. Yeah. But um. She said, "Go ahead." No, you can say it because I can't say the word. You can say it. Wyclef said in the, on the joint, I think it was Wyclef. He said, "Niggas give me heebie-jeebies." And she said that. But the way she said it, it was like she was rhyming with the song. Yeah. Because the song was playing in the background. Uh-huh. Well, what? Go ahead. Uh, people got real fucking mad about it um, because Gina is a Latino woman. Why, why are they mad? Then? No, 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 no. They didn't get mad because of that. They, they got mad because Gina is a Latino woman who is very openly anti-black. No, she's not anti-black. She is, though. Have you seen interviews we just went through? But there are some some interviews and some things that she's made in the past, some comments that she's made in the past. And she cleared that up on Sway in the morning, and she broke down. I don't know if y'all saw that interview. I did see that, and I wasn't yeah. vibing that whole interview. And a lot of people did not. They said that this, this heifer is putting <laughs> on a front, yeah, talking about she's not anti-black, and she's not she's not a... Uh, She's anti-black and she's not, and she's like crying and everything. People didn't really believe her. They was like, "These are crocodile crocodile tears." Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, this situation happened, and but the fact is, she got back on her live or got back on. on and her I social have media. what she said. Go ahead. So no, but her, say it in her voice though. In her apology, it was a, the voice. It's not about the apology. The way she said, the way she ad- the like, way she said it, and the words she used yeah, go ahead. to apologize. I'm sorry if I offended anyone by singing along to the Fugees, to singing along to a song that I grew up on that was a part of my childhood. I love Lauren Hill. I really am sorry if I offended you. First off, it's not about singing along to a song. That's right. the beef that I have with it. I'm not offended that you sang along to a song. Right. I'm offended that you thought it was okay for you to say that. Yeah. The, the, the apology. That's what killed her. Definitely what killed her. What was the last sentence of the apology? I'm sorry if I offended you. It's like. I said what I, I said. said. I said I said. That's what it is. <laughs> I said what I said. I said what I said. And nigga, I said what I said. And I'm going to keep it. I'm going to keep it moving. Yeah. Again, I don't necessarily feel uh, to cancel Gina. Again, she's a human. She made mistakes. Yeah. But if. But if this is who you are. So everybody's saying cancel her, basically. Yeah, they saying why people. But this are. is my question for you regarding that. She is a human. She makes mistakes. 
But in the last two or three years, she's had previous issues with being called out for being anti-black, for being against people of color in the black community. So you would think, because personally for me, if I was in that in her shoes, knowing that the me- the world is out there watching every move I make right. because they think I'm anti-black, I'm not about to drop the N-word on, on Instagram. Doesn't she know that she's she's black? But she talked about that on Sway. But she did say some of her uh, uncles and... I believe her dad is like uh, Afro-Caribbean or something like that. I'm not sure. Like, they're like uh, darker skin, uh, like uh, uh, Latinos and uh, Latinas. Yeah. I did say both, right? Latinos and Latinas. Yeah. Yeah. yeah darker skin uh, of them. Afro-Latino. I, I'm not sure what where she, her dad hails from, but that's her, what she said. her background. You know, so she feels like she she knows where her true history is, but it's the fact that she's like I don't know it to me. I don't care that she said it. It's just the apology, and she has a history yeah. of these things where it's like okay, you it, are walking that fine line. But it previously started, which I wrote it down because ahead. she did a uh, a roundtable with a bunch of um, female leads from different um, like primetime shows basically regarding women e- women equality in Hollywood and the pay scale and everything else. So she was on um, on this roundtable with Ellen Pompeo, who plays Meredith Grey from yeah. Grey's Anatomy. Yeah. And one of the things that they were talking about was the pay scale between women of color and women in general in Hollywood. And so she was like, she made it a point. And I don't know if it's just her tone. I Because sometimes people just have a tone in the I way that they speak. I think it's the tone, yeah, it's the tone. But... um. It, it was just the way that she said it was just like, okay, obviously white women make the most money out of all women in Hollywood. And then it breaks down to black women, Asian women, and finally Latinas. And like, it was like, she was personally upset, but it was like, there was the emphasis on black women, like white women make the most money and then black women and then Asian women and then Latinas. Like it was the way she said it, the emphasis on it, the tone, but I, that's what started it. And then her speech on Sway regarding the fact that, like, yeah. one, I'm trying to be equal for all women. Like, it's not it's not that I'm anti-black or that I'm anti-Asian. Like, I was just stating fact. White women, black women, Asian women yeah. make more money than Latinas. But at the And then she was just like, for me to be anti-black is for me to be anti-family. And, like, that... That's I don't know. It sounds like a, a politic statement. Yeah, it, but I'm I'm gonna say this, and I think I told y'all this off air before we started this this podcast. Uh, the N word for me is not really in my vocabulary. Same. Y'all know me. I hardly ever. I don't even say it at all. You really don't. Uh, at all. Uh, if someone wants to say it, that's cool. That is not black. That's cool. But tell me why you saying it. Mm-hmm. Just because it's in a song, yeah, that's cool. Kendrick says it in the line, but that's cool. But do you understand the the history behind that word? And do you understand why Kendrick is? And I'm not trying don't. to be that person that's sitting there and like, oh, just listening to every conversation that's around me. Yeah. But understand again, people don't put value into words no more. Mm-mm. They just say whatever they want and expect to not have any consequences or to expect that no one's listening or to feel any effect behind those words. So when someone like her 
says the n-word uh, obviously there are going to be a large bit of people in this world that feels if it gets get people a, a, put value into words yeah. when it directly affects them though. exactly that's the thing because i can be like oh hey bitch what up and you're just like that's how stuff talks but i could say it to ro and ro could be like i ain't your bitch right like yeah. there's a way of one how you communicate with people how you fill people out but i also think if you already know you have this history yeah that's what i'm saying like you should why are you gonna step on the toes and then the fact that okay you could have you could have got on live and sung the chorus you got to that part of the song <laughs> you you could have got to that part of the song and not said it that is true so i think she knew what she was doing but again uh canceling her that i don't it doesn't need to get to that point but it does i definitely definitely feel that why you why are you saying it yeah I understand this is your favorite song. This is a childhood song. This is like your shit that you like to say. But understand and really understand what this word means and how it affects people. Also, I feel like she needs to take a learning course on how to apologize. No, that I um, honestly, when it comes to the N word, you know, for me, it's all about how it's being used. Uh, if I take offense to it, mm-hmm. uh, especially when it comes to colored people as a whole. Yeah. Um, just because like black people are not the only minorities, yeah, <laughs> you, you know what I'm yeah. saying? So yeah. like when it comes to people of with, with, with melanin, you know, I don't really, no, no. I don't really care if yeah, they use yeah. it. You know what I'm saying? Like, so I mean, she's Latino, like. Right. I, I, I really don't get the point. I don't get the problem with it. I just, I think, as uh, our the black culture in America, it's probably the most valuable thing to me. Some people may argue, but the black culture is is a very valuable thing in America when it comes to music, mm-hmm. when it comes to sports. When it comes to a hundred percent, when it comes to fashion, the music we have today, whether <laughs> it be country music, R and B, straight pop, yeah. rock music, none of that would be anything yeah. without black yeah. music. But that, but what I'm trying to say is, I know that our culture is going to be like spread through other races, yeah. uh, races, and I get that. That's cool, you know, because the goal is to spread our stuff worldwide, be- to, to put attention to our 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 culture mm-hmm. and to talk about the things that are near and dear to our heart but the the n-word is something that it's just like ah, it does to me internally it just doesn't feel right Same. even when we say it when we say it as black people because we're not saying people say oh we're saying it uh just to say that's uh, equivalent to my homie or my dog or my family to me it's like ah, it's Even with black people saying it to black people, it's all about the way it's being. But stated. to me, I get that. But to me, it's 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 still it's still uh, it's still a negative. It still has that history behind it. Yeah. So no matter what, if I say it to you, if I say it to my brother, if I say it to my cousin, I still gotta understand what that that represents. Now I right. get people of of our color saying, "Well, you know, like you like you saying, well, it doesn't really matter." I get that part because it does make sense. It's just a word. Yeah. And I get the other part of it saying, like, well, only our people can say it. I'm past that. No one should say it, you know? Yeah. 
it, it, it just because it, it just holds so much history. I think the the approach I take on it is like why why are we giving that word such power? It's a it's a word that does not have it's out of our hands. Because honestly the definition of the word could be anyone. That's true. That's true. Same thing when she said, uh, oh, what's up, bitch? You know, yeah. th- that doesn't That's really... a female dog. You know, the definition of the word is someone who is ignorant. Right. So that doesn't have a race. Ignorant doesn't have a race. No, I get that. But I'm not call- I when I say it, I, I that's what I'm saying. It's a, it's ignorant. It's just plain. Why would I just you, you could. That's why I tell people all the time. Uh. Instead of using it, I switch up and say, what's up, king, or what's up, queen, Yeah. or family? How's yeah. it going, family? You know, because it's easy to get into that whole thing of just saying the N-word all willy-nilly. Right. But it, I don't know. I, I just, I've seen people, we use it as our culture, and next, you know, it spreads over to... Uh, like a, a episode on TV where they're talking about it mm-hmm. or where we've dealt with people that may have said it that's that's different from uh, that is like white or uh, Hispanic. Yeah. I just think it's one of those things where just tread lightly. Right. Because even if I'm I'm not going to react uh, I'm going to react differently versus the next man next to me. Right. Someone right. may actually if if a per if a black woman was next to Gina when she said that, what if they react differently? Slap slap her for that's saying true, that. That's true. That's true. You know. But what I'm if saying? I could just play devil's advocate. Yeah. You know we need to stop giving words so much power and weight. Of course, but uh, I I disagree. Words do matter. Words do, do matter. You 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 you. I understand this. You put out you put out this energy by using your words. If you if I'm telling myself every day that I wake up and I may be off subject, but if I'm telling myself every day I wake up that I'm not shit, I'm not shit. Don ain't, Don ain't shit, man. I'm not shit. Eventually, I'm I'm you not shit. You talk yourself into believing. I believe that I'm not shit. Yeah. I grow this thing in my head that I'm not shit, so I don't care. But if I'm telling myself that hey, I am somebody, I am going to be something, I am going to do that. This it creates this positivity in my mind that I'm 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 acting I'm going to do something be- positive and better in my life. But if I'm like, I my I have cousins like just talk like just crazy like just cursing, nigga this nigga that, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And everything is so much like negativity. Yeah. But then they try to real they're trying to understand like why their life is not going the way they want to. It's because you are having these negative thoughts or you always want to react to negative shit. If you always around negative shit, what's going, what, what do you think you're going to get? Positive shit? Also, words matter in the sense that you don't know how your words are impacting someone else. Like, you could be at the fucking gas station and some dude next to you, you know, like, just standing there and he, you guys make eye contact and you say hello to him. There's literally been so many times where, like, I've heard from people in therapy groups because for a long time I went to therapy groups to right. discuss my depression. And it's just like, there's there are people out there who put the weight of their life on one interaction from a person. If this, if I walk by a stranger and they smile at me, or if I walk by a person and they say, "Hey, how are you?" That could be 
the end all be all for someone. Right. That's the difference between life and death. And words have so much weight because of that. You don't know how they impact a singular person. Right. Like I told y'all the story about me working at the hotel and that guy came in the hotel before Trump got elected and he said Trump 2016 nigger. There's a reason why he said that. Yeah. Because he knows how, how it's going to feel for you. You know. But I'm not that type of person that's going to react off that. I could have. I could have whooped his ass. But I had Dom to. Dom could have said, I don't need this job, bitch. Yeah. But I had to play my position and make sure, like okay, like you said, you know, we put too much into words. Yeah. But some people d- put <laughs> put value into words. And they will whoop his ass. But, like, for me, it's just like. We're, we're talking about the whole cancel culture thing. Everybody's right. talking about canceling her because she has said the N-word. Yeah. Like, this is, come on now. Are, are we going to keep letting little things get us offended? No. But that's I, You know what I'm saying? It, 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 it's just like when nah. uh, psst, it, they announced Baby Girl was going to be Ariel and The Little Mermaid. Oh, oh yeah. Haley? Yeah. yeah. But see that's no, but that's what but that's what I'm saying. Now, now we can get off. Gina. We, we can upright. get off. We can get off Gina. Now the, the whole cancel culture is bullshit, because you're telling because for someone like uh, they was talking about Dave Chappelle recently because he has his comedy specials. His comedy specials, they want to cancel him. They're too explicit, and that was one of the questions I had. Do comedians get a free pass in cancel culture? Yes. Because we, I don't know the gentleman's <laughs> name. Roe Ro, Ro has her thing on that, but I do I do want to ask because um, I don't know the gentleman's oh, name. But yeah, recently, we, we talked about this earlier this uh, like early in the uh, season. Oh, uh, yeah, we did. Yeah, yeah, we had that. We had that. Yeah, we did. When when my nephew made that. No, no, no. Way before that, we talked about the Dave Chappelle stand up. We did talk about the Dave Chappelle thing, but I know when when I talked about my nephew, yeah, Yeah. she was like, "What if he wants to be a comedian?" And I was like, "Well, if he's a comedian, he has to know that not everybody's gonna like his shit." (laughs) Yeah, well, if he bases stuff off like stuff like that, his ass gonna get a quick boo, but he gonna learn quick, right? I'm saying, yeah. And 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 as a a young comedian, then he knows he has to approach it differently. Hey, I can't I can't talk about stuff like this, or I have to word this differently. Because but it's just like as a comedian, you know you coming to get ragged on you know there's going to be hecklers mm-hmm. in the audience as you go into a comedy show you should know how a comedian is so a comedian there's no it's no bars facts, it's facts. no limits but that's not how everybody sees it that's the thing Where'd so cancel culture it comes along but like for instance there's a gentleman i don't remember his name but he had just recently got hired on to the new season of snl before even day one he got fired because a comment that he made a few months back on a podcast resurfaced and SNL decided they were not going to proceed with having him on the new season, so they mm. let him go. And a bunch of c- celebrities and a bunch of main a- main people of comedy, like, um, God, what is his name? Who's the dude from Hot Chick? Uh, Craig Robinson? No. Hot he, chick. Not he, Hot Chick. I'm talking about Hot Tub Machine. <laughs> 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 uh, no uh, one ever saw that movie, Dobby. You're <laughs> the only one. I saw Hot Tub, <laughs> hot, hot tub Time Machine. I'm from <laughs> Michigan. It was filmed there. Yeah. No, Hot Chick. and uh, Rob Schneider. That's oh, his fucking hot, name. Yeah, Rob, Rob Schneider, Schneider came out and it was just like, I'm sorry that we live in a culture at a time that you're... I Something along the lines of like, I'm sorry that you're hitting your best time in a time where everyone is fucking super offended by everything and can't yeah. take a joke and blah 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 Facts. and so it started a big conversation regarding the fact do comedians get a free pass from cancel culture because of the fact that 
comedy is open for interpretation. First of all, can cancel culture should not be a culture. Cancel that. Cancel cancel culture. Yeah, very first I, I agree. call it a uh, cancel group <laughs> because I'm not going to lie. When people say cancel culture, a lot of people tend to put this on the black people. This is not really... It's not a it's it's the it's not a culture. It's yeah. just a it's a bunch of it's, uh, to me it's a generation. It's yeah. a group of a gener people in this generation that feel some type of way mm-hmm. about people, so they want to get rid of them. Because there was at one time growing up, <laughs> Chris Rock said some crazy shit. Oh yeah, you know, <laughs> what uh, the fuck? you know what I'm saying. A lot of people have and we just laughed. Yeah. There have been jokes that have been seriously offending there certain groups, even black people. And I'm like, from okay, so this far is back. Funny. Yeah, so far back. Because Dave Chappelle yeah. used to be out of fucking Richard, pocket. Richard, Richard Pryor, all his stuff, yeah. you know, but that it was. We talked about what? Paul Mooney. Paul Mooney. But now there's a new generation that. And I think this comes from the oversensitivity of everything. But yeah. also, everybody wants to be sensitive. Everybody wants to be entitled. It's the, is every, it, it's the everyone gets a trophy generation. Yes. Is it, is it yeah. because we're overly sensitive or we're starting to correct our behavior? We can't correct our behavior. Because look, we went look from who's a time. In, who's, in, who's in office? Segregation. We had black and white entrances we had all of these issues happening and as a society we learned from it we became stronger but they're not the same thing let me finish yeah we then we went from that era and we grew from it we learned from it and we took accountability for what happened then no we learned so we're we're growing now and we're seeing that these things aren't right and we're taking accountability for them and trying to move past them so are we overly sensitive or is it because we're no longer willing to take what we're putting out there or allowing people to gain credibility or gain fame and money for that behavior are you mad that you didn't come up with the joke? That's my whole thing. Like, why are we so sensitive? I think Pe- people get so easily offended. And I feel like it's because they feel like if they come out with a good enough post, then it's going to go viral and they're going to get famous because I was offended by this. And I'm going to get everybody else to feel like they're offended by this, mm-hmm. too. So this goes viral. And I had some type of impact on what society is talking about. Right and it's now. only brief. That's one, but that's what I'm saying. Uh, it's two things. It's like I said, the first one is the everyone gets a trophy generation. That's, exactly. That's moving that. That's and definitely then, facts. And then there's the business part of it. A lot of businesses don't want to lose their bottom dollar or their following. Yeah. So now they are reacting like, mm-hmm. oh shit. And again, a lot of this goes like the SNL situation. Yeah. Blame SNL because they didn't do their proper research about no. this person before no. they hired. No, him. and they they straight up said that in their um in their statement about it, they were like, unfortunately, we did not do the background check that was needed to make sure that this person never even had the chance to be a part of this community. Ke- Kevin Hart had a situation a couple months ago where he said something in '09 and on Twitter. He said and now the it's F, back. He said the f the f bomb, and people I think he was about to host the Oscars, and, he and, and he lost yeah. it. He d- stood his ground and said, I'm not apologizing for something I said in 2009. And then two days later, he apologized and then went back and said, he kept on dancing. I think if you said something in the past, you learn from it, you move on. Especially in that, in that element as far as like a comedian. I think the thing that helped him too, it cushioned the blow a little bit, was because of the fact he, he stood his ground. I'm not going to fucking say anything about it. Two days later, was like, I- I'm sorry. And then a few 
Days after that, he was on Ellen, and Ellen was like, I don't think you have to apologize. Yeah. It's something that happened in your past. You're obviously not the same person anymore. Right. I don't think you need to apologize. Right. And I would want for you to host the Oscars. Right, like when the video uh, video came out with Justin Bieber like singing the N-word. Yeah. Or Sabrina Claudio before her, she had a Twitter where she was just dogging black women out. Uh, it's a definitely a sensitive spot for me, but again, I look at okay, when how old were they? Yeah, you know how old were just how old was Justin? And I get it. If they're not doing this now, or if they don't have a consistency in their history of like, oh, that's they're doing this a lot, like Gina, mm-hmm. unfortunately. Uh, then I'm like, okay. Then we're not fucking with them. But if they're just like they had this one thing when they were kids, you got to let the shit be. Yeah. Don't bring it until where they're like 25 or even yeah. 30 and they have of it. You Again, know? why are we so easily offended? I, this is just so this is what boggles my mind. Everyone like, has access. everybody has too much entitlement. Like no, I think everyone I'm has gonna, a voice. I'm going to start this because yeah. I'm just unhappy with. You know, social media has like, made it to the point to where everyone has a, a voice or has something to say about someone, you know, like because just as easily as people cannot comment bad things, you can just as easily block that person. Oh, I do. Comments like that. There are or you can I do. not read those posts yeah. or you know what I'm saying? There's things that you can do. So we can't blame everything on society really as a whole. But like. We just need, as society, we just need to stop being so overly offend, offended. Yeah, it's so much like variables into the situation because social media puts uh, puts a smartphone having uh, social media on, on on your smartphone. It puts power into someone's hand. You're able to reach out to uh, Nelly. Don't hit me, but reach out to Colin Farrell and say you're the worst actor of all time. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't. You can't go to Jimmy Nelly Kimmel. Is shook. Yeah. <laughs> You can't go to Jimmy Kimmel. Jimmy Kimmel has this, uh, uh, I guess, this uh, part of his show where he does mean tweets. Mm-hmm. There's no such thing as fucking good tweets. Yeah. Mean tweets, negativity tends to... People laugh at this shit. Have you ever seen mean tweets? Oh, yeah. I watch mean yeah. tweets they all the time. dog the shit out these celebrities. But it's it's also... I think the, the reason behind why it's so enticing to watch is how they handle it. But that's what I'm Like saying. Zendaya. She had one where someone was just like, I bet Zendaya's feet smell hella bad or whatever. And she took off her shoe and she smelled the shoe. And they were fucking Louboutins. And she was like, smells like success to me. No, but there's, like, some, but there's, some, there's moments where they act some... Act some people are just really, like, fuck you too, motherfucker. Yeah, but there's some people be hit like, okay, this hurts. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But it, I'm not gonna lie. It would be funny because this person... <laughs> The Twitter is the devil. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but again, like I, I just think, like you said, Ro, everyone is sensitive. Now, it's you're able to like say, you know what? I'm just going to cut off my comments. Yeah. I'm just going but to. But then you get blasted for not having your comments. That's the How? thing. There's no end all be like there's there's no way to like satisfy anyone because there's so many times where like. For me, I, I'm a big YouTube person. I watch YouTube a lot. And I subscribe to a lot of YouTubers. And as soon as one of them has something fucking you go, go viral, you go straight to the comments. And you see people blasting up their shit. But, a lot of people, but if they have them disabled, yeah, it's all over Twitter. Say. Oh, this bitch can't handle what's happening in their comments. So they can't take it. So they disable No, no, but YouTube, YouTube is moving in a way where uh, the, the comments don't have power over these, these videos. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So they're, they're blocking certain uh, channels. A comment section yeah uh, kevin on stage his stuff is not up like his comments if you go to his page he doesn't have comments uh on his stuff 
Because his wife, his wife, they be attacking <laughs> her like crazy. Uh-huh. Talking shit. And she's not a comedian. Right. Because wow. Kevin on stage, like, he's a comedian. So he can, like, he has he tough can skin. It. He yeah. can take it. But if my wife is getting stuff because she's in the... <laughs> In the limelight with me. <laughs> so if you don't know who Kev on stage is, he's a comedian, right? Mm-hmm. And they do a show called Roast Me. Yeah. All right? So it's like eight eight of them, like six of them in a the class at a time, and they take turns just roasting one of them like, yeah. yo, like roasting. Like there was this one where this guy was in a wheelchair. Oh, yeah. And my dude said... <laughs> <laughs> I know which one you're Dude talking about. Dude got a tan of the outline of the chair on his back. <laughs> but, some, oh, but some people, if someone, if you were to put this in like a, a public forum, but it is personally, I don't think the joke itself is funny, See? but Rose's reaction to the joke is hilarious. But if someone watches Rose Me, that is not from like that culture they yeah. would like okay would. this is this is not funny but they see this is it. where i kind of have a problem because so i feel like a lot of times when things come out about certain celebrities or certain people just in general that are of the public eye it's the people who comment have some sort of like power visually to the world and then the people who don't it's like why didn't you so, like, for instance, uh, Ellen DeGeneres this a couple weeks ago was photographed or uh, photographed next to George W. Bush at a game, at a Cowboys game. And it was like, how are you going to be there sitting next to a fucking war criminal who tortured innocent people and blah, 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 and who stands against your own beliefs? And it became a big thing because Ellen DeGeneres is like, for me, I have tons of people in my life who are my friends who are near and dear to me who don't share the same beliefs as me. Yeah. And people fucking ripped her a new asshole because of the fact that it was just like, yeah, but he's a war criminal. He's, he's spent most of his career in his life working on oppressing people of your own community. Right. Right. Um, and so it's just like, it's, it's the, no one can ever really be satisfied, but it's like, if you don't say anything at all, it's almost like fucking worse than you said anything. And that's the problem. Uh, that's not the problem. I'm in that, that category. Your that your perception of what you see from me, that's your perception. Yeah, for real. I'm not giving you no fucking energy of trying to explain myself. Is it gonna be worse for who? I turn my <laughs> comments off. I don't give a shit what you're saying on Twitter. But I'm not Personally. even saying that. I'm not even saying that. I'm saying if I was if if you if you saw my story, you didn't see the front of my hat, but it was a red hat. Mm-hmm. You saw the back of it. And we think it's a mega hat. You yep. know. The perception. People, oh my God, Dominic, you got a hat. You got this hat on. I can't. It can be a fucking mm-hmm. new Sunday dinner's hat. Yeah. You know. Oh my God, please do that. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It can be uh, something, but people, a uh, perception. Make some hats. Again, I, I, don't, I feel like, like you said, Ro, why do we give energy <laughs> towards something that is not, it's not needed? So one of the questions that I have here is, do you fear cancel culture personally for yourself? And the reason I ask this is because, one, we don't really know where this podcast is going. But two, Dom has a lot of shit going on in his life. He oh, could be yeah. a millionaire tomorrow. We wouldn't know. Ro, you, you could do now. literally anything you wanted to. And, you know, I'm, I'm about to start working on some music and stuff. Yeah. So we don't know where our future is five, ten years from now. Yeah. But do you fear cancel culture catching up to you Nah, i just don't is there anything in your past anything that you've done now that you fear because for me personally and i said it on the last episode like the slut shaming thing 
I, it's really hard because one, we have kind of a time frame on how much we can put into the show. Yeah. So a lot of times it's like we're trying to say what we want as quickly as possible and right, we're not right. really processing how to dictate it properly. Right, right. And so I'm always afraid that I'm going to say something that's not going to be articulated correctly. For instance, in our race episode, I asked both of you what you thought regarding reverse racism. I was called out by someone else who listened to the podcast for not providing my answer. The reason I did not provide my answer was because I knew right then and there I couldn't articulate what it was that I wanted right, to say right. constructually without, one, offending anyone, but two, also not miscommunicating what I wanted to say. Right, right. And even now, I don't know what I want to say regarding that topic. Yeah. But I don't want to put an answer out there that I can't fully back up if it came back to bite me. It's not ass. a thing. Anybody that thinks it's a thing, it's not a thing. Just See, for me, it's not a I, thing. I didn't see it that way firsthand. Right. But with talking to Ro, with talking to Nadej, like, especially Nadej, she had talked about the fact that, like, reverse racism is not a thing because of the fact that racism itself is the oppression of a specific racial group. Right. To be able to take from someone and ruin someone yeah. you can't do that to white people because we're so that, oppressed yeah so <laughs> so how can we do that it's not so, a thing so that makes sense to me and now i understand it. can we cancel reverse racism since we're talking about cancel culture <laughs> i don't uh, to me cancel culture again but she also she also stated like we we can't as as a as people of color, we can't have reverse racism, but we can be bigots. Oh, facts. That makes sense oh, to me. No, no, because for facts. me, before, it was like, okay, well, I, like I, I hear... Growing up in the South. I hear people of color, like, yeah. making fun of Asian people and white people and all. So, for And me, I don't align myself with, uh, again, as as a black man, there are bigots in our in our community. And yeah. I do not align myself with ignorant Same. Train, train of thought. If you're not able to have an open conversation with me about shit that's going to improve our mm -hmm. life or put us to the next level do not talk to me so that was my standpoint and that's why i didn't articulate what i wanted to say yeah. regarding that topic because one it was just like well people of color say shit about other races all the time so how is reverse racism not a thing but when she sat down and explained it to me that makes sense reverse racism is not a thing because of the fact that you cannot yeah oppress. the definition yeah look up the definition yes. of what racism but is. bigotry is a very oh, yeah, real yeah. thing so that makes sense so but i'm happy i didn't say anything because i i wouldn't have been able to say it the way i wanted to without it being misconstrued but or, the fact that you're able to digest it and then yeah. bring it up now it's, it's or potentially offend you guys like that's that's the thing for right. me like i I'm not a, the type of person that gives a shit what anyone thinks about my appearance. Like, if you think right. I walk funny or I'm fucking fat or ugly or you don't like my clothes, whatever, I don't give a shit about that. But m the biggest thing that, like, I do care what other people think is that I'm a good person right. and that what I put out there is good. Like, so, because that was what my mom always taught us as kids. It was just like... For anyone, no matter if you're homeless, you got millions of dollars, you have the most flashy shit, or you have literally nothing, none of that should matter to you. The only thing that should matter to you is the character that you put out in the world. Who are you to those people? Yeah. Do those people think you're a good person? Are they going to remember you for being a good person? Or are they going to remember you for having a fucking Bugatti? No, like, no. Your, char your character is the only thing that you have on this life, in so, this life, on, the, on, on this earth. That's that's one thing that I've always taken really close to heart. I never want someone to misunderstand me or misconstrued what I say. And I don't ever want to be the person who just puts out the first answer that comes out because, like, 
so that that's my fear in cancel cultures because I never want to be one of those people that like all of a sudden a tweet that I put out when I was fucking 12 years old offends someone or hurts someone. So I try really hard not to be that person. Like I, I try really hard to be as peaceful and kind to everyone in any form, whether right. it be social media or in person. Right, like um, Bill O'Reilly. Cancel his ass. Uh, Matt Lara. Remember the whole thing where he was like, like, do, like I guess he was uh, sexual harassing, like some of his sexually uh, harassing some of the people that he worked with. Yeah, and yeah, then it just came out ass. that he like raped someone as well. <laughs> uh, the Pierce owner, Morgan fucking cancel yeah, his the ass. owner, the owner of I believe uh, the Fox. Like he was, he only hired certain women that looked a certain way, mm-hmm. and he would basically take sex advances from them. The yep. only way to push them in positions, cancel his ass. Those are the type of people that are fucking cancers to this thing in this world that keeps shit going that are that are put in positions to make shit move but yet they are very very stingy and they are very greedy and they they are some sex craving freaks now that is Can- bill cosby cancel him unfortunately he has a pudding cup yeah he has a history he has a we history. ain't canceling no goddamn pudding cups no, okay not, not, not pudding cups, but, uh, i love a pudding cup but bill cosby thing, or not same thing with r kills Cancel him. Yeah. You, you have a history of doing this. But see, those are monsters. That's the thing. So, like, I, I like that you brought this up in the transition because that's another question. No, because we have, have this issue in our uh, in our community as I have aunties that be like, oh, my God. he, But he did the remix to Ignition. Mm-hmm. Yes, he did. Out and fresh out the kitchen. I remember when he came out here like two years ago or a year ago. R. Kelly came out here to mm-hmm. Celebrity Theater. And... Uh, my aunt was like, yeah, I already know what he did, but I still got tickets. <laughs> I'm still going. Yeah. And I'm my mind is blown. I'm not giving my money to this creep. Hell no. At all. He should not even be performing. But it's, again, it's the business part of it. It's the bottom dollar. Yeah. We got to, you know what I'm saying? Like That's that's my thing. Like I under, That's why I, I like where you were going with that, because that was a question that I had. Um, Because it's just like we're – we are an overly sensitive society at this point in time. Facts. And maybe we'll grow out of that or maybe we'll get deeper. We're not. Knows? We're going to get deeper. But I feel like a lot of times we direct our sensitivity to the wrong cause. There Facts. are these men who are in control of the bigger fucking picture who are getting all of our money. Harvey Weinstein. Yes. And they're not being held accountable or they are in a form of light by just the the most inkling of shit because Harvey Weinstein, how much have you actually heard of what's going on no, regarding been, that investigation? His whole situation has been silent. Exactly. I haven't heard that We much. hear all of the names of the women who are coming forward yeah. and all of that shit, but we don't know where's the investigation going. It's been months. We don't have any further information on are these allegations true? How much of them are true? Because it's the bottom like, dollar. If this is the, the Weinstein. lawyers got that on clamp. That's what I'm saying. The Weinstein Productions or whatever it's called. They're still going on making movies. But they, they're going to make movies and they make a lot of mo- uh, money. Yes. Yeah. And their money matters. Exactly. So you're talking about removing this person from this. <laughs> this situation no there's a lot of people that ain't gonna let it happen that's what i'm saying like, that's, that's that and that's how that's how it is <laughs> there are people that are in higher positions that are higher than him that are gonna make sure it goes just, all the way to the just, fucking top man no, it really he, does he just gets a, a slap on yeah. the wrist yeah you know next time do it behind closed doors and keep that shit tight ndas my dude that's like that's I'm, that's how a lot of those things are handled yeah 
So um, one of the questions that I had was, why do you think celebrities or civilians, more so civilians, are more affected by their past than the president of the United States? Because we have every fucking day for the last three years heard something regarding Donald Trump. But how much of it is he actually being held accountable for rather than these celebrities like Gina Rodriguez for using the N-word or these people who call the cops on people of color and things like that. Because we have all of these things going on. There was a teacher that was fired from a school district. I don't know exactly where it was, but for po- for tweeting at Donald Trump to get the immigrants out of her school. Yeah, I saw, wow. yeah, I saw that like, early this year. She <laughs> lost her job. She, she, can, bold, bold. she lost her job. She can no longer teach in that district. I don't think she fucking should anyways, but she's being held accountable for her actions. Why is our president not being held ca- accountable? Why are celebrities being held accountable? Why are civilians being held accountable for things of their past resurfacing and our president does this shit day in and day out? Because he is, unfortunately, the he's the president and he has... Again, because even the impeachment has been paused. It's yeah, because it's I say this all the time. I mean, we're going into the first he's been president for almost four years now. Yeah. Elections next year. Mm -hmm. He's going to finish out his term. Mm -hmm. Do you think he'll get reelected? Hell no, he's not. You think I think he is. I think he is. He's not. I, I okay. I'm on the fence about it. I'm on the fence, but I think the the Republicans do feel like okay this shit has run run its course we need someone in here so i think it's going to be a point where it's a crossroad because again trump is america uh, um, america this is the image of what america represents entertaining just spewing a bunch of garbage facts entertainment if I said that already, I, it's just this is who we is. Yeah. This is who we are as America. I'm not trying to classify just one group. I'm talking about us all to collectively. As America is the epitome yeah. of what America is. The reason that I personally think that Donald Trump will get reelected is because one, just the state of our nation as it's gone through his election, his office stint, is just we've become more open regarding the people that we are and how we treat others. Yeah. But also from the moment that that video came out of grab her right by the fucking pussy yeah. and everybody was just so open to accepting that and then actually putting him in office, there's nothing he can do. But I'm going to be honest that with, we won't hold him. But I'm going to be honest with you out of all of the presidents, all the people that's running for elect uh, to, to be a president next year. Uh, he's really the only person that I've seen that was honest. Yeah. He does not Facts. he does not run away from the truth. He mm-hmm. tell it like it is. Uh the whole build a wall shit I, I he, do He do run away from the truth no, though no, because no, no. He I'm is. saying as far as who he is as oh, a person. As who he yes, is. yes, as a person. Because, because one day he'll say some shit, the yeah. next day he'll be called out for oh, it. Yeah. I never said it. Oh no, let me clarify <laughs> that. Yes, as who you see what you get from him. Oh yeah. Exactly. Same, but a lot of the problems I have with He's peop- very transparent. Yeah. A lot of problems I have with politicians, no matter what side are you on, Republic or the Democrat. They all some liars. They all some liars. The, every single last one of them. And I and like you said, I like the fact that Trump will be like, yo, I'm sending all black I, people back to Africa. Oh no, that I understand is. that because even for me, I think I might have said it before, but like when yeah. my mom and I had talked regarding the election, like right after he had gone into office i was like if he would have sat down at every debate at every one of his constituents meetings and basically read 
from his fucking prompter by text yeah by book by book yeah i would have been right in there too bro i would have been like yes put that man in office he knows what he's talking about because a lot of times that's exactly what it is all of these candidates are reading from text all these candidates are taking what their people are telling them to do trump said cut off the uh the television the teleprompter if he had stuck to the exactly you ain't shit you, you ain't, ain't shit, shit. <laughs> and, and you know what if he no, ever planned on me one more time I'm you might sorry. be right if he ever shit. sent planned on sending everybody back to their homelands yeah. he gonna tell us and you know i'm what? sending all y'all back to mexico like, i'm sending all y'all back to but africa that's the thing. like if he had gone by the book i would have been right fucking there too because that a lot of the times that's obviously these people who write these speeches who work on these campaigns know what it is the american people want and they know how to manipulate you. Yeah, it's entertainment at the it. end of the day. It's, it's a business at the end business. of the day. If, <laughs> if Trump had had stayed right on that course, I would have been right there with him. I would have fucking voted for him because you, as the American people, you want to believe that your politicians are there for you. And these people are manipulating you into believing that. And but I, personally, for me, he took a turn said some shit and i was like no bro i ain't fucking with you no no but it was again it's he showed his true colors like he always been this person but yeah. now he's he has the platform he has a spotlight on him and so what does he up. do should i uh fake it or should i just be who i am and that's the r kelly syndrome as well because all of these people like your aunt was brought up into believing that this was a decent man but he was also working it in his favor he was manipulating the public eye into thinking that he was a decent man yeah it was there in the music but it's also like as a kid do you really want to be sitting there listening to that or do you want to be reaching into it you know because fuck i knew every goddamn word by shaggy's it wasn't me but like i didn't know what it meant until i got older yeah but i took the time to really know it but when you because i with the whole r kelly thing i remember when that whole thing happened as a kid at first you like this dude is nasty. Yeah. yeah. He is sick. But then as you get older, you really see you kind of see who he really is. And then you kind of understand like, okay, this is a problem. And then more tapes are coming out. The whole this thing. This is who this guy is. This is who he is. So we shit like that. But uh what was your question? I'm sorry. No, that was that was the question regarding that. Um, let's see here. Is there any particular moment that you think the public should forgive now? Like, for instance, the Chris Brown Rihanna thing or this Gina Rodriguez thing. Is there something in the past that you think has tarnished someone's credibility that you think should be forgiven? Only thing that was over that was taken as an overreaction. Uh, I'll which uh, go ahead and answer. I mean, I would say, like, who is social media? Who is the media? Why do we, you know what I'm saying? Why are we looking for their forgiveness? Like, we're all living life as we're living life. We're all learning. We're all in different stages of our lives. Right. We all have different things going on in our lives. We're all, like, human beings. And at the end of the day, we're going to make human error. And so why are we looking to media and to the masses for approval when we need to be looking for approval within ourselves? Within ourselves. Okay, that was a great answer. I have no other answer for that. I think, um, shit, you really answered it. I mean, <laughs> yeah, I can't even backdoor with that one. I that have was a two good questions left. No, I, um, I was going to say, um, 
fuck. Go ahead and answer it. I don't know. I I didn't have an answer. What was the question again? I'm sorry. The question was, what is something that you believe the public I should forgive? Uh, I don't really think the public should forgive anything. To be honest with you, uh, if it's something that happened like nine or ten years ago, or even more than that, or even fucking a month ago, I'm not that same person. Mm-hmm. We're all of, like you said, we're human beings. We're in a place where we're trying to be better, yeah. grow, learn. And get to the next part of this whole thing. And even if we're not trying, those are the things that we're doing in Working life towards. is learning. Mm-hmm. <laughs> now, if I was going to say this, now if you have a, if you did this thing, and people were calling to cancel you, but then next you know, two months later you did the same thing. Then four months later you did the same thing. If you got a track record, yeah, you that's, got a track that's a record. you problem. It's not an us problem. Okay, it's a your you fam, problem. you're not changing. <laughs> this is who you are. Yeah. Okay, we need to say, oh, R. Kelly, for example, we need to remove you because you we're not you're not going to be like using this to spend it, to make money, to sell records. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But again, there are people that are still going to support him, like the lady that bailed him out when he first went to jail. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So what was your second question? So my second to last question, I think we kind of touched on it a little bit. But do you think minority groups get a pass for their personal connections to the words that they say? So, for instance, Roe, a lot of the times she'll refer to things as being gay. A lot of people don't like that. But Roe herself is a lesbian woman. Yeah. Does she get a pass for that? Yeah. Because I I live that life. Yeah, you live the life. But gang, gang. It goes back to it, it goes back to what I say. To um, the N word as well. Like as a black so it's, person, it's, you get to. It's it's words do matter. That it just goes back to that. You can say it, and people know. She's oh, it's nothing. It's light. But someone that is gay may be like, I don't like that. Well, and then now you got to defend yourself. Well, I'm a I lesbian woman. To. You don't have to, but there are people where you're like, well, I can't say it because I'm a lesbian woman. See, the thing is, why, now it becomes a why back is and this forth. a topic? Or you know what I'm yeah, saying? Like, yeah. we, we care too much what other people are doing. Mind your damn business if it does not affect you. Like, Steph knows I say gay all the time because, you know, that's just me. Personally, for me, like, and here's the thing. Like, or, the, like, you know how, like, some people don't like how people say fag or yeah. something like that. Like, I got a friend, matter of fact, who says that... Uh, if you're not um, gay, you shouldn't use that word. Mm-hmm. Uh, shouldn't use fag because she feels like you know you don't you don't really know what that word means or yeah. entails. So why are you using it? But it's just like, bruh, fag actually means like a short cigarette. Yeah, 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 so. yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it's just a negative connotation behind it as mm-hmm. far as like what it means, like. If you're saying it like what that, does it, is that what you're interpreting it? Oh no, no, I'm saying as far as no, that's what I'm saying. The like, society has picked, society has. Oh no, was, I'm sorry, I just full blown burped into the microphone. Oh. <laughs> no, 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 no I, I'm I, not I, saying oh, you. Personally. I'm saying like society has picked up that word and turned it into a negative right, word. That's what I'm saying. As a person, are we gonna? Are we going by what society believes this word is? Or are we going by what we believe? Unfortunately, the, word is? the world we live in. If society is personally, when I hear that word, I don't think of a short cigarette. That's what I'm I saying hear because society has society has, pro- pro- society has programmed us to be like, oh, that shit is a really bad word. Like if you were to be like walk into work and said, uh, Natalie, what's up, f word? Yeah, out loud. 
Tell me that won't stop a room. First of all, my ass being fired. <laughs> Tell me that won't stop a room. I mean, like if I walked into this you office. You may not look at it and be like, you'd be like, okay. But someone next to you or someone around be like, she needs to be gone. If I walked into work and I was just like, what am I, you know, like. I'd be like, what am I? Yeah, but if I. You know, but then. See, here's my thing. So, again, going back to the people who don't speak up. I'm, I'm not a person who's one very good in a conflict kind of situation. But at the same time, I'm also not to I'm not about to be the person who takes someone out of their journey for my journey. You know, that kind of thing. So, like, I don't necessarily agree with everything that Rose says, but I'm not supposed to either. Yeah. Just like right. she's not necessarily supposed to agree with everything that I say. Right. I don't personally like the fact that she refers to things as gay. But I'm not also going to go out of my way to start some shit with Roe for it. Right. That's, that's her journey, her process of it. If she feels as a lesbian woman, she has the right to say it. Who am I to say anything about that? But that's what's that's where we at in society where oh, you may not take offense to it. Oh, but someone's going to pick up that and but run with that and make sure that's that the they, they install it in you. Like you should not be saying that. And we're going to take everything from you. For me, it's a double edged sword because. OK, damn let's, if you do, let's damn put it if in a for instance. Roe refers to something as gay. I don't say anything about it because I just know how we are with one another. But Dom realizes I don't say anything about it and he feels some type of way by me not speaking up. Like that that's that's the area we're in where it's if you speak up, you might have a problem. If you don't speak up, you might have a problem. But there is no way is, of satisfying the again, we too much in other people's shit. Like we worry too much about the wrong things. Like we sitting here worried about canceling somebody for saying the N word that is a, a a colored person when a colored person was just shot by a, a cop. You know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. we're we're too worried about the wrong things. Like if it does not directly affect you and the things that you're doing in your life at the moment, yeah, then uh, why does it hold I so guess, much power? I feel like I, I, I don't want to speak for everybody else regarding it either because maybe they have different views on it. But I, f- I would say that I think sometimes by reading through comments on specific situations, particularly like this Gina Rodriguez situation, because there are some people who just call out and like, she said the N word, who the fuck cares? But then you'll go through the comments and you'll read some, some replies back. And there was one that I read the other day regarding the Gina Rodriguez situation where it was, it doesn't currently attach to you, but it has an effect on you. It has an effect on all people of color because this person gets to walk around and talk this way. And, they may have children in the future. They ha- may have family members who talk this way. And it just, it creates the web of oppression. I can see that, but I just, uh, it's, <coughs> it's, it's to me, it's. Because her by saying one word could impact someone down the line of doing something rather than just not saying something, you know? Does that make sense? It does make sense. I, I Again, she just. I don't know. For Gina, she knows better because she went on Sway, cried, ex- tried to ex- explain herself. <laughs> she she didn't some, just <laughs> cry. She like booed. All this for the media, kids. though. All this for the media. I know, I know. The the backlash she was getting. She yeah. did all of this, but then turn around and do this. 
that's the part where it's like, okay, hold up. You know better, but yet you're doing it. And then your reason is a valid reason. It's yeah. a really dope song. One of my favorite Fuji songs. Mm-hmm. Favorite Fuji songs. But it's just like, you got to understand, people are watching. People. That's the thing that y'all, like, uh, not y'all, but just people in general are not understanding. People are watching you. You say one thing, they don't, un- they don't see this role that I see every day. That's facts. You know, so if you say one thing and you put it out there, you have to res- you have to be like, OK, that's not who I am as a person. But people are going to be like, no, fuck that. That is who you are. And that's my and we're going to put concern. and we're going to put that label on you. And we're going to make sure that you understand and learn your lesson. Mm-hmm. That's just where we at right now. That's just who we are. Like, like Steph can wake up and just say this, that, and the third on social media, and someone can pick it up, and somehow now it gets seeped into work. And now just because she says something outside of work, this fucking podcast, for example, we know. Yeah. <laughs> People can hold on to what we say on on these on on our podcast and use it against us. Well, I said what I said. If I said anything on here, right, right, and you being <laughs> role and what we love about you is like you you take whatever comes your way. You because you say what you say and you say how you say it. Yeah. But some people don't see it that way. Yeah, and like we're all we're all different in our own construct of right, who we are right. and the things that we believe in and how we act. And that's that's my personal like spot for me. Like I try to be very conscious of what I say. I don't want to hurt people. I don't want my words to be taken out of context or misconstrued or make someone feel some type of way because that's just not who I am in my heart. Like I I would never want to say something that offends you. I would never want to say something that offends you. And that's why for me being quiet about certain things ideally is how like I I process in my head because again I don't really care for some of the things that you say personally, but I'm not going to go out of my way to attack you or make it uncomfortable or things like that because I like you. I know you. I know how you are, how you make me feel when I'm around you, and I don't feel like there's how, – how can I say it without sounding off? I don't feel like there's a reason for me to cross into that territory right? for – for fear of jeopardizing our friendship or our relationship because I it's your journey it's the way that you go and how you speak and how you choose to be and that's not for my determination I think that they were all products of our own environment exactly right so everybody is gonna take everything a different way and that is why I say so much like Why do we give a fuck what society or the media Mm. is saying? Because we we all have different journeys. We've all gotten to where we gotten to in a different fucking way. And And we all all things mean something different to somebody different. Yeah. Now, throw all of that onto social media and see all of these comments from different perspectives going at it and saying, well, she Gina's saying she's she's black. She has her history. From the uh, black, you know, black history. But then you have someone that's saying, no, she should not say that word at all. This is what this is what we see. Like you said, everyone comes from different perspectives in life, different walks of life. Even here at this table, we have three different, three completely different humans and three different people who have three different views on the N word. Dom is a person who has the right to say it. I'm just not going to use it. Barely uses it. it. You use it freely. 
you feel no. I like that. You use it freely. Yeah, you use it freely. Yeah, yeah I don't think I say it that much, but I yeah. mean, I do say it. I don't really give a, you know. Yeah. I'm not saying that you say me. it all the time. I'm just yeah. saying you use it freely. You use it how you want to use it when you want right, to use it. Right, right. And for me, it's never been in my vocabulary. I don't use it. I've never said it. Like that kind of thing. Yeah. So that's that's where we're at. And, to, and where you're going from is putting that on social media. We have three different perspectives replying to one person and how they said it exactly and that's millions if, if you not look at it, of probably if you go to gina's probably recent profile i bet you there are at least like ten thousand comments that are still talking oh. about that one thing you search her name on twitter and it's like a million things today and but um i don't know i do have one final question protect your health people protect your health i feel like we we talk about kanye a lot on this podcast um kanye. but one of the questions my last question kanye. is what is your opinion of the marketing aspect of cancel culture? For instance, Taylor Swift made an entire album and a whole tour and a whole concept regarding the fact that Kanye and Kim canceled her. Kanye and she, Kim didn't cancel Taylor Swift. Taylor Swift canceled Taylor Swift. Yeah. So how do you feel about the idea that you can market your cancellation? You can make money and profit. That just lets you know everything is a business. Even the United States of America, we don't even own our own money. We buy it from the French. So everything's a business at the end of the day. Like the whole thing that happened with, uh, what's the cat's name? Uh, Jesse Smollett? Smollett, yeah. Yeah. Smollett. When that whole thing happened, Mm -hmm. I guess he reached out to all of his colleagues and they posted his album the same time of that whole situation because there was so much attention on him he said you know what i got an album coming out y'all let me promote free pub yeah let me post this on your page <laughs> any publicity is good publicity <laughs> because you know? she had one of one of the most profitable tours of 2018 if you got a marketing team and you're able to twist this shit around where you're able to sell so how was she canceled yeah if you're able to make some money i feel like that's the thing like you don't really get canceled there's (laughs) There's some people who will never (laughs) touch you that's what i'm saying there the dave Chappelle. you can't cancel someone that's on that level and then she got some new fans just based off that situation exactly exactly because people (laughs) want to know more oh shit what is she doing exactly what is she talking about i bet you there were new Taylor Taylor Swift gained more fans during that whole uh, rollout album rollout. As soon as Kanye said Beyonce had the best, oh, he wasn't lying. Yeah. <laughs> he was not lying. He was not lying. But th- that opened the door for her. To be honest, that is a mark in her in her art, her, her uh, career. Yeah. Oh, it's a hundred percent is because I think one Taylor Swift benefited money wise. She she got tons of money from it. Oh yeah. yeah. Because she had. The whole reputation album itself is just it regards her reputation and how it was deconstructed by the fact that this situation happened with Kim and Kanye. She had fucking snakes everywhere because Kim called her a snake. Like she fucking steered right into that. Right. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I feel like she she had a change in herself as well because I feel like for me personally, I said it before, I'm not a huge fan of Taylor Swift herself music wise she makes good music she's a very talented person and i'll I'll give her credit for that you know day in day out she's a hell of a songwriter she can make some fucking music but for me i've never really got the good vibes from taylor swift like she's not someone that i would really like gravitate towards you know yeah 
she puts off vibes for me. That's just how I feel about it. I, but I feel like through certain aspects of that era, of that reputation era, she came out with that um, look what you made me do video. And that whole thing is her from start to finish of who she started as in her career to where she is now. Right. She like goes through different parts in that music video of just different tailors of who she was and where she got to. And she makes a, a comment in the song. Um, the fucking phone rings or some shit and she answers it. And she's like, Oh, Taylor's not here right now. Why? Cause she's dead. Like she reinvented herself through that whole scandal. Right. And then Kim and Kanye just came out kind of like, okay. Yeah. I mean, because it's not, you don't put energy towards that. And I think the whole situation it happened in 2009. Right. It's like, let the shit be. Right. It's a situation that Kanye definitely learned from because he didn't, I think the only thing he did was go to Jimmy Kimmel the next day and try to apologize. And after that, he went MIA for months. And then she wrote that fucking song about him yeah. and played it on the, the MTV movie, the MTV The following year, year, the following year, a couple years after. But I think uh, Kanye learned from that situation. This is way before cancel culture, but Man. this is really actually was the start of cancel culture because when he came, he uh, fucking Obama called him a jackass when Obama when he was oh, in, yeah, yeah. in the when he was president. Obama was so fucking cool. Everybody <laughs> wanted to fucking like in Kanye. Yeah, but Kanye. I love Kanye again. People didn't like Kanye's approach, but when he took the mic, he did say, "I'm sorry, Taylor," and he said he was more so arguing about the system. Yeah, MTV. The mm-hmm. way the I'm it, sorry, Taylor. Yeah, which means that baby girl, it's you not had about a great you, it's album. About it's about this. It's about the whole. But again, this is their perception. You see this. I'm not trying to make this a race thing, people. You, you, a black but, man taking a award or taking the mic from this white innocent girl because at this time everyone, oh, Taylor's so not innocent. giving her her time basically yeah. as well. Yeah, not giving her time, and people didn't know what because Kanye prior to had histories of always like having these meltdowns on award shows. Yeah. So this was too, the biggest one. In that moment, also, Beyonce got a, a little bit of a height in that as well because she came out later in the show and she won her own award and she's like, I'm going to give this time for Taylor to give her speech. Yeah. And so I feel like a lot, a lot in that whole situation itself kind of built the perception of these people through the media. Kanye knew he had to take time away from music. Because Kanye in that moment was this crazy black man who messed up this white girl's uh speech and then taylor was viewed as this innocent little white girl who was interrupted who couldn't couldn't have her moment to shine and then beyonce was seen as this powerful black woman who gave this innocent white girl her time to shine right so i think they all kind of had their own spiral from it but taylor herself through that reputation era she she opened herself and became more relatable in a sense yeah and i think that was even like furthermore what do i want to say i feel like for her opening herself up and taking uh, taking the shit that she had part in and putting it out there like i feel like she gained a following that was much more than just marketing wise oh no she i for me i think she gained a lot of money after that yeah she gained a lot of money but like what i'm saying is like for me i've never fucked with taylor in a vibes way, like as a person. Yeah. Through that reputation era, she's she's bearable. She's not that bad, you know. Like she seems like she go, she could be okay. 
and I feel like a lot of people started to see her that way as well. She owned up to her shit like, yeah, you know, I, I did tell Kanye that I could put that, that he could put that lyric in the song. And then I turned around and got upset about it. Like there was a whole process and yeah. I feel like her owning up to her shit and who she is just made her more appealing to people. Yeah, that is true. Well, I mean, any other questions? No, that was the end of the cancel culture. Do y'all have any, do y'all want to end it like this or do y'all have a funny question before we leave out? Hmm. No, I don't have no funny questions right now. I should have, should have. It's all good. Um, I could have came up with one though. <laughs> cool, cool. Well, shit. This is episode thirteen. We're gonna leave it like that. Uh, definitely follow us mm-hmm. on social media. Shout out to Steph. Shout out to Roll. And I appreciate y'all. Shout out to Dom. Every time yeah. we do this podcast. I feel like we never ask you things at the beginning of the show. You're always like, how's y'all week? And then we answer, and then you're like, my week was okay. We yeah. never asked Dom how he is. No, Damn, Dom, we don't care about you. So sorry. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's not that. Yeah, people, no. I'm good. I'm living well. I get uh, so happy when I see you guys. I, I know, I know, I know. Uh, shout out to all the people that support us and definitely, definitely continue to support. We got more. Leave us messages. Leave us messages. Tom said you want to ask a funny question. How the fuck am I supposed to talk? Well, what you want to end it on a good be? note. I, I think this this episode is definitely heavy. It yeah. was definitely uh, driven on Ooh, that. What's the most embarrassing thing that's ever happened to you in front of your crush? Mm-mm. In front of my crush? Yeah, whether it was like when you were a kid or as an adult. What's the funniest thing, most embarrassing thing that happened to you in front of your crush? Did you have shit in your teeth? Did you trip? Nah, nothing like nothing. Nothing. Don't I don't have anything. I'm nothing like that. Have you out? Huh? Have you ever laughed so hard that you farted? <laughs> <laughs> no. But this is episode thirteen and uh, <laughs> catch us next week. <laughs> Peace y'all.